the year is almost over and everyone is getting in their last minute RMDs, required minimum distributions and Roth conversions. Join us this week as we continue our discussion on Roth conversions and how to minimize your taxes in retirement. This week, we're going to talk about the real reason why people should do Roth conversions and what we think is the killer conversion strategy. Welcome to Label on Fire with Label Sternbach, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams as fast as possible with as little stress as possible. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Label on Fire. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Label on Fire. I'm with Label Sternbach. He is the man because he is the best-selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety and also author of the book entitled Authenticity. All right, Label, you got me excited. What is the killer conversion strategy? I'm talking about the killer Roth conversion strategy. And what does it have to do with the RMDs, the required minimum distributions? So I think to me, the the killer strategy, right, is the one that looks at your required minimum distributions. And that's really the litmus litmus test of how much you should convert. And so the question that I always ask, right, number one is, will our required minimum distributions be greater than our required income in retirement? And the reason why we ask that question is because right now, right? We're working or we just recently retired, right? And we're living on a certain level, right? We're, we're spending a certain amount of money and we've been paying taxes on that amount of money, right? Now, taxes may go up, taxes may go down, right? But the fact is, is that the proportion of taxes that we're paying to the amount of money that we're living on is going to kind of remain pretty steady, right? It's If, if taxes go up significantly, then there's going to be other things to compensate it, right? It's not like all of a sudden our lifestyle is going to plummet because that's just not how life works. There's going to be some other force to kind of counteract that lost income. So what I what I like to look at is, okay, projecting out to the future, our retirement lifestyle, right? The amount of money that we'll need to be able to maintain that will require minimum distributions put us into a significantly higher income amount. Because if we're in a significantly higher income amount, that means that we're paying an unnecessary amount of taxes more than we would ordinarily be if we were getting you know, a W-2 job, right? Um, and so that's kind of the big litmus test for me. Now, if we have a huge amount of required minimum distribution, so you know that, that kind of tells me, hey, we're just writing a check to the IRS for no good reason. We're not benefiting from the money the IRS is. But if the amount that we have to take out for distributions is less than or equal to the amount that we need in order to live on, right, i.e., you know, our Social Security plus our RMDs is at the same or less than the amount that we have been living on, right, than our income needs, then the truth is, is that we're going to pretty much be consistent throughout retirement, right? The amount of taxes that the government gets is going to be proportionally similar the amount of money that we're going to have left over after taxes to live on is going to be similar. It's actually going to be a little higher because we'll have we'll have the you know we have the standard deduction plus we have all the you know senior credits that get applied to that. And so when we're and and social security, only part of social security is tax. So when we look at it, we'll probably end up right with a similar or greater net amount than what we're used to. 
And so that that to me is the biggest question, right? Forget about all the other hypotheticals. Let's just look at our lifestyle, right? Look at that number and tell me, right, um, is it going to be greater or not? And my goal is to kind of keep you consistent, right? I don't want you changing your lifestyle in retirement. I think we can maintain it. If we need to take slightly more distributions to, you know, um, to maintain our lifestyle, that's fine, right? But I'd rather it be because we want to, not because, you know, Congress requires us to do it. Um, and the thing I want you to keep in mind is the marginal tax rate, right? That top dollar that when we do Roth conversions, we're going to be paying, you know, so whether it's we're in the 22% tax bracket or the 12%, whatever, right? But every dollar we convert is going to be taxed at that rate. In retirement, we're we're going to be, you know, the effective tax rate, right? Because we've got that standard deduction, right? So we may only end up paying taxes on, you know, $10,000, $30,000 instead of the whole $70,000, $80,000 that we're living off of, which means, and I see this very often, the effective tax rate in retirement may be only 10 or 15%, right? And so when you consider that and you consider, you know, over the long run of retirement, it may not make sense to do a huge amount of conversions. Just do enough to keep to get your RMDs down. And here's the thing. If we spend down our retirement dollars first, that may negate the, the need to do Roth conversions, right? Because we we think about Roth conversions and then we're paying money out of our taxable, uh, or out of our checking account or our savings account to pay for the taxes. And then we get to grow that money tax deferred, right? Or tax free, really, right? For the rest of our life. But the question is, does do we really need that? Right? Will we really benefit from that impact? Um, if we're just using this to fund our lifestyle, then maybe we just spend our retirement savings down, bring that balance down so the RMDs are lower, spend that money down first, because in theory, money from our brokerage account, from our checking account, from our Roth account can all be tax-free, whereas the money from our retirement accounts will always be taxed as ordinary income. So we spend that down first. We solve most of the problems. It's it's doing it's the same math as doing Roth conversions, mm-hmm. except we're living on it instead of you know pay, giving a you know cutting a check to the IRS and then depleting our more of our savings. I'd rather not cut that check to the IRS. So you know, um, let's level set for our listeners today. Can you briefly explain what an RMD is and uh, and why most people don't like them in retirement? Yeah. So. Required minimum distributions or RMDs are an amount of money that Congress requires that you take out of your retirement accounts each year. And the amount that you are required to take out is designed to drain your retirement accounts in your lifetime, right? So I I want you to keep that in mind, that that is the purpose of it. So if you have plans for your retirement accounts not to be spent down in retirement, you will end up cutting a check to the IRS for 40% of your retirement accounts, if not more. All you're doing is acting as a personal investment professional for the federal government, which is an unpaid job. And in fact, you pay to do this job. So I don't know why you would want to do it. Um, or you're you're handing it off to your beneficiaries who when they get that money, they have to pay 39% taxes to the IRS. So having said that, right, if you're not planning on spending down your retirement accounts, then you're setting yourself up for failure. So if we take from the context that Congress wants us to spend these accounts down, right? They made it, they, they're forcing us to do it. Let's just do that ahead of their schedule. We'll be well off, right? So requirement minimum distributions are designed to drain our retirement accounts while we're alive. It's a set amount that you have to take out. Now, a few things to keep in mind. 
we we don't like it because it means we're not in control and we're the land of the free and the brave, right? So we we don't like anything that's not in our control. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, if we're not careful about our balances and we grow our money aggressively or we we just grow our money, we may find ourselves that those distributions can push us in higher tax brackets, meaning that our more of our social security is taxed, more of our income is taxed. We may pay more of that IRMA. Right. There's kind of the snowball effect that RMDs can cause just from us not managing where we're spending our money or how much we're spending. Right. So if we find that we're having we're struggling to spend more than we're growing or, you know, or, or at least, you know, uh, our, our spending is a lot significantly less than our income, our growth. Then we do, you know, Roth conversions is something that we definitely should do because otherwise we're just becoming investment advisors for the federal government. So, um, how do we get these RMDs down so that we don't have too much life at the end of the money? So, number one is just spending it down, right? That's, that's method number one, just spend it down, right? So, when you're thinking about what money do you want to supplement? your retirement from, whether you're delaying social security or, you know, social security to meet your needs, spend your retirement dollars first, right? So that your Roth and your taxable accounts grow uh, long-term because those you can pay the least amount of money or not pay any taxes on. So that's number one, right? Just spend the money down. Number two, if you can't spend it, right, then give it, right? You do qualified charitable distribution starting at 70 and a half. That's, you know, a deduction. If you were going to give the money anyways to charity, you can now give it to charity and have more of a tax break. And you can then use that to do Roth conversions or just do Roth conversions in addition, right? If you don't need the money, then yeah, do the Roth conversions, pay the taxes over because it's not going to impact your financial security, but your beneficiaries will will appreciate it. You will appreciate it down the road when you pay less in taxes but it's not going to impact, right? The key there is that it's not impacting your financial security because you're not spending it, right? You couldn't find the ability to spend that money. So therefore, it's not going to have that impact. Or maybe you'll need it in 20 years when inflation starts catching up and social security isn't paying out as much as it used to, right? Um, And it's not keeping up with uh, your living expenses. That's when you start tapping those resources and harvesting those gains. So if you find yourself not spending enough, right, and your balances, your retirement balances are growing, not shrinking, that's when we really want to be thinking about Roth conversions. Um, or if it sounds like Congress is going to increase taxes and we're going to be in a much higher tax bracket, right, there's nothing wrong with converting all your money all at once, right? <laughs> right. You will you will strike that check, right? You will give them that check for, or stroke that check for, you know, 39%, uh, you know, or 37% for doing that Roth conversion, but if taxes are going to be greater or state taxes are going to be greater, it may be worth it to do it and get it over with rather than spreading it out over time. So Label, what is the killer Roth conversion strategy? So the killer Roth conversion strategy is, I think, is number one is to get the RMDs down below your income needs, right? That's number one. Number two is to um, is to spend the money right first and then convert in excess of that so that it drain, so that you drain your accounts on your schedule, not the IRS's schedule. Um, that I think is the two key points. The third thing is, is that you then have to test that, right? You got to stress test that and see what's the schedule that works the best, right? What, what will actually save you the most amount of money in taxes or 
potentially it may not save you money in taxes, but it sets you up for better financial security or just being more happier in retirement because less of your money is subject to the whims of Congress and that keeps you up at night. Right. So number one, right, spend down your retirement accounts. Number two, right, get your RMDs down below your income needs. Um, and then number three is figure out, you know, what will uh, have the biggest impact on your lifestyle, right? Both subjectively and objectively. So then does it become pretty obvious how much you should convert uh, to a, a Roth? I think so. I've yet to, I've yet to have somebody after having those conversations and showing them those numbers. Uh, I've yet to have someone say that, that it was what they were expecting. That's number one. And when I show them those numbers, they're always like, that's interesting. That's not what anyone has told me. Um, but number two is the decision is usually so obvious mm-hmm. that they walk away feeling like they've, they have real clarity and that they can finally breathe, right? Because when the fact is, when it comes to financial numbers, most of the tools out there that you'll use are either so single, dim- so single dimensional, right? One dimensional that we, that you know that they're wrong or they feel like a setup for a sales tactic, right? Because that's exactly what they are. They are just designed to lay you up to get you to agree to a certain financial decision. And it's the reason why I built the tools that I did um, and, you know, I'm putting it out there and, you know, for people to use because it is a tool that is not designed to sell you. It's not designed to, to drive you towards a decision. It's designed to help you make those decisions by showing you what the numbers look like, right? It, it, it doesn't lead you to down a road that says you have to do Roth conversions. Financial advisors want you to do Roth conversions because you generally need their help to do it, or it's a way for them to sell you something. But the reality is, is that it may or may not be right for you. Um, it may be right for you in some years, not in other years. It may be do a small amount, you know, or, you know, or maybe do a very large amount. Um, I the other day I had someone who they didn't need their retirement accounts at all. Right. Social Security was more than what they need to live on, <laughs> more than their living expenses. Hmm. And they had this huge balance in their retirement accounts and they want to do Roth conversions and their primary reason for doing Roth conversions was so that their beneficiaries would have as much money as possible. And here's the weird thing was that, you know, I showed them that unless they died right away in every other scenario, paying the taxes on the RMDs over time would actually net their beneficiaries more money, even though their beneficiaries would have to pay, you know, almost a half a million dollars in taxes when they got the money. Because wow. their money was able to compound for longer because they didn't have to pay up front $300,000 in taxes, which $300,000 to recoup that kind of loss in taxes, that takes a long time. And let's face it, I mean, you can get in a life insurance policy that'll pay that for a lot cheaper than $300,000, right? So, Really? Unfortunately, we have to leave it right there, Label. But if you like more information about this discussion today, you can go to yields4u.com. That's yields, the number four, the letter u.com. That's all the time we've got this week, folks. Enjoy your holidays. And remember, don't let Uncle Sam eat more of your pumpkin pie than he absolutely needs to. We'll see you next time. If you would like to see how the Yields for You team can help you get off the Wall Street roller coaster and save you money on taxes so you can live the life of your dreams, book an appointment online at yieldsforyou.com. That's yieldsforyou.com. 
or call 410-914-4894. That's 410-914-4894. Yields for You is a registered investment advisor in the state of New York and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of any offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Content should not be viewed as legal or tax advice. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation.